Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. The, oh, you're going to cut me off and yeah, you're eating something, right, Alex? Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. I was watching you during the intro. I'm like, he's going to do it. And then you put something in your mouth. It's great. I'm Sebastian and I won. And you heard me win in great detail. <laughs> do we need some sort of canned laughter for this no. studio audience? Or are, they, or are they enjoying this at a level where everything is funny, but they're so respectful that they don't make a single sound at all. Yeah, they're, not, they're not mic'd up. No, I see. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Japanese baseball. <laughs> politely clap every now <laughs> Thank and you very much. No, I'm Andy Shostler. Welcome. Hello. I have a muffin and a coffee and I'm Alex. I like to think we don't need canned laughter because the actual real audience is just like rolling on the floor, crying with laughter. They wouldn't hear it anyway. Yeah. Spitting out their yogurt. Yep, spitting out their three kinds of yogurt that they, <laughs> they somehow tried to eat at the same time, which is exactly why they're throwing up because that's too many kinds of yogurt in your mouth at once. I couldn't do it. I don't know if you have or haven't, but I would like you to just apologize to me for being wrong and me being right and trying to convince me that I was wrong, but I was right. I'm still not convinced that my yogurt doesn't exist. But I am until because I we've researched it. it. Until There's I definitive <laughs> answers. You had you had a half hour to research, Seb. And I'm saying and you squandered it. My my journey's not over. <laughs> um, I'm going to tentatively apologize, but with an asterisk that if I find the truth, I'm going to lord this over you. Like nobody's ever lorded anything ever before in their lives. Because I don't know how to lord, you see. So it'll be really amateur levels of lording. It'll be like, ha, huh, see? And I'll be like, I did okay. it, you <laughs> jerk. Um, yeah, so tentative apology. I'm sure. sorry that I doubted you and your yogurt knowledge. I do not accept because you're a... <laughs> no, I, whatever. It's because of the lack of sincerity in my voice? Uh, I don't really care. I just wanted to hear you say sorry. It doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. But now Very I've got a rarely. recording of you saying sorry. So. I'll just play it over everything. <laughs> oh, so, Variety Hour. <laughs> what are we all bringing to the table? The teaser trailer for Star Trek Picard dropped. Or should I say somebody dubbed over the Picard Estate Merlot commercial. Oh. What's the, no, there's actually an episode that's set pretty much entirely on the um, on his... um. The field's there. What's it called? I'm sure it'll it'll start. It's the there. finale of the freaking the show. The finale of the whole show. All, is him all flashing back and forth. Yeah, all good That's things. Exactly Thank you. Right. Yeah, his erotic syndrome has taken um, taken hold, and then yeah, he he goes back through three different timelines and has a, a little bit of a thing with Q as well. Mm. Um, good episode. Very good episode. Very good way to 
you know, tie things up. And now CBS is going to dig it up, <laughs> dig up the corpse of John Lubbock. <laughs> I keep harping on about them because they do good work, but Red Letter Media in their review show, RE colon view, um, where they review old movies, did a, <laughs> did a review for a show that doesn't exist, Star Trek Galaxy. Right. And, and there they, they talked about what they wanted out of a Picard-based uh, Star Trek and also speculated on what was, what was going to happen through CBS. They had mm. – uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Stiklasa had a brilliant show laid out. I would have thought it would be perfect. Kind of a Voyager style where they find themselves um, trapped in a in – a, not a derelict ship but a, but a lower technology ship than they're used to. They find themselves trapped and they have to spend the whole season or several seasons trying to get back to the, um, uh, the Federation. Okay. And, well, and, and, and it was going to be, you know, sort of Picard as, as the leader but also mentoring and bringing up the, the new crew. And wow. it was a nice idea. What yeah. do you think is going to happen with this Picard? I have some thoughts but we'll, we'll get to that. All right. Alex, what are you bringing? I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones. Are you in a, is this a happy chat or an unhappy chat for you? I don't know yet. We'll just we'll just see what happens when we get there. Yeah, I'm talking about a uh, an independent film called Upstate Story. Um, the creator of it approached us on Facebook and said, "Hey, I've made a thing. Can you please look at it?" And I was like, "Sure." And here I am, having looked at it. Transparency. Good on you. <laughs> so, I, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. When you put that through the group chat. I thought it was just something that you found, and I was like, "I'm going to watch this." I'm like, "That's great, you you do that." I didn't realize it was something that someone had reached out. Otherwise, I would have watched it as well. Oh yeah, no, no, okay. Well, people, if you're listening <laughs> and have any projects and you want to reach out to us, do it. I do watch like the first five ten minutes before confirming whether or not I'm going to put it on the show, <laughs> so I don't just blindly pick things. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like I've we've been sent a or we'll do it in a few weeks from now, just because of our schedules. But an Irish true crime documentary. Um, that's also yeah, independently made. So Irish that. aren't criminals. Half of them aren't. How dare But yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, so Picard. Departed. Yeah. Departed. <laughs> I'm I'm pessimistic right from the start because of the teaser trailer. I'm optimistic have because you, of the teaser trailer. Have either of you seen it? The trailer, no. yeah. You've seen no. it. I have no idea what you're talking about. What it is, is it really is, you know, wine porn shots of Picard's vineyard from uh-huh. the uh, finale, all good things. And that's it. It even uh-huh. has a scene where they're putting a bottle um, into, a, in, into a crate of other bottles. Uh-huh. Like I said, jokingly, somebody dubbed over a Picard Estate Mellow commercial, but that is literally what the teaser trailer is. I don't <laughs> think the teaser trailer is going to have that much to do with the show. I mean, okay, we might see his vineyard at the beginning. I think it's going to be like Murder, She Wrote. I think it's going to be, you know, old lady tell or old man <laughs> telling the story, and then we just go back to different points in his life and tell it like episodically like that. How disappointing that that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a clip show essentially. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's not that's not what Star Trek is all about. Well, the way that they phrase not it yet. in the <laughs> teaser is they're giving the reason for why Picard stepped away from Starfleet after being an admiral for twenty years. So telling us, I'm, I'm assuming we don't we're need s- to know that. We can just assume that he retired because he was old. Yeah, but I'm going to assume, just given it's Star Trek and admirals are all corrupt anyway. Um, <laughs> That's that, exactly right. Yeah. They're all evil. The Federation is evil. He had to. He had to retire or turn <laughs> evil. Those were his choices. Um, 
But I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see the story of his disillusionment with Starfleet and stepping away from it, which is interesting because he's always been so by the book. So seeing a character that in his later years actually had to turn his back on it. That's what I'm hoping we're going to see. The trailer doesn't give us that much, but it does say we're going to see what led him to where he is. Picard is an interesting character because of his diplomacy, because of how he works things out and wrangles out situations. He as a person is not terribly interesting. He likes old, old uh, uh, art. Earl Grey. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> T. Earl Grey hot. Um, he likes archaeology. He likes playing his flute. He as a person is very dull and boring. Mm. Oh. No, but he, in these situations, in these highly you know, um, uh, tense situations where war is about to be declared or he's got to figure out some diplomatic answer or his crew is in danger because of some space monster that has the ability to spawn black holes and he has to convince them to not do that around them. That's what makes Picard interesting. He is a character. Just exploring why he does stuff is... I, I, I can't imagine anything worse and, and, and more boring for a Star Trek show. My reference point? And even the name Star Trek Picard, mm. I think that's, that, that's a letdown for me because now it's going to be about – it's not a Star Trek show primarily starring Patrick Stewart. It's about Picard. Mm. And that kind of limits you, I think. It could be his new ship. The Picard. The Picard. <laughs> the Picard class. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, possibly. Possibly. He became an admiral. He was like, I'm very admiral. And I'm Let's not corrupt. <laughs> I'm the first one ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm pessimistic, but there's a part of me that hopes that CBS has taken the criticisms from Discovery. Discovery's amazing and I'll fight everyone. No, no there, but, there are, but there are genuine criticisms about it. Has taken on maybe some of the positive response from the Orville and maybe smashed those into, mm. into one show that they're going to push towards the Picard. But my worry is that they're going to make it about him and it's going to be very boring. My reference point is X-Men. How the Professor Xavier character in the first three or four movies was fine, no issues. Uh, Patrick Stewart's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, perfect. And then we got the the Professor X that we got in Logan and how well, what Patrick Stewart was able to do with that character. And that was a great time. So I have no lack of confidence in his ability to give things that little twist that they needed to make them fresh and interesting and go forth with it. And I'm hoping he cracks out something like that. It's a character that he loves. It's done him a lot of favors coming back to it when he is, Hey, he was already a great actor during the original run. Now he's an even better actor. I'm excited just for him on it. A pure actor's showcase. Do you think Patrick Stewart is as good an actor now as he was? I think he's better. You think he's better? Yeah. Have you seen some of his other work? I've seen a fair few bits. He, He's a bit tired now. Of course he's tired. He's like a thousand years old. <laughs> I'd be tired too if I was above the age of 10. Have either of you seen uh, Blunt Talk? I think, there's only, I think there's only one or two seasons of it where he plays a TV host. Um, I can't remember his first name, but his surname is Blunt. His last name is Talk. <laughs> I assume that's how that show works, sorry. And he's just a very hard-hitting journalist who's kind of on his last legs, doesn't really know what to, what to come up with. Um, right. People are worried that he's. You know, I mean, he, he he himself is no longer fresh, and he's constantly under threat of being fired. Um, but he finds a way to to stay relevant and and do good work. But in that, Picard himself looks just looks oh, Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart. Um, I, I I can't think of him as anyone other than Picard, to be honest. Like I see Patrick Stewart, and I think of Picard. Right. It had that much of an effect in in my childhood, and I'm not I'm not excited. To see him as Picard again, I think it's 
done and it, and it should have just been laid to rest. Maybe maybe appear as a cameo in some subsequent Star Trek thing as Picard, but not make a show about him. I don't know. I'm so I'm just dreading the whole thing. What was the, the that series SG One Stargate? Star- no, no. <laughs> What's the one with Picard? Next, oh, next, next gen, next gen, next generation. Okay, sorry. I don't, I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. SG One's also a very good show, though. If we're, if we're talking about sci-fi, yeah, they up, could make it SG Two. Up mm-hmm. until about season and five, it have, was good. Have Picard come into that? <laughs> um, I don't same th- universe, right? I don't think there's any risk of this destroying uh, the you know the history of um, all that came before. I don't no, no, no. It's it, it's not about. Remember dest- that time this happened? <laughs> well, it didn't. Yep. No, it's not about destroying. <laughs> I don't think they're going to undo. No, I mean like even like going- the legacy of it by having oh, a bad no. run. I don't think it's going to do the, that. That's legacy. that's bullshit. You know the the. Um, They've come up with a, with a bad idea now, so that ruins everything they've done before. No, no, no. The stuff that's good will always be good, and you just you can still make a shitty product now. Just like Game of Thrones is fine for the first seven seasons, apparently. <laughs> I've never watched more than like ten episodes, but the last seven episodes are great, and the last one is less than great. And that's okay, because seven out of eight, it's like a, it's like a B plus, A minus territory, guys. It depends your view on it. I have no view on it. I don't like Game of Thrones. Well, let's hear your view on it, Alex. Well... Game of Thrones, there's, oh, well, obviously a lot of debate as to uh, whether or not the last season was worth watching and there's been over a, a million signatures on uh, one of those things that people sign to get things done again. A petition? Petition. Sorry. Brain is not working. Um, to have the uh, season eight rewritten and redone. Um, but you know what? I didn't like X-Men... Um, apocalypse, but I'm not going to get a million people to sign a petition to get them to remake that movie. You just well, clearly you don't care enough about the project. It just it's it's one of those things you just accept. That's how that ended. Find the good things. Don't dwell on the bad things. Like there are. Are we talking spoilers? Are we able to talk spoilers for the? I'm let's let's say, say that we do because anybody who cares about Game of Thrones will have seen it already. Yep. I yes. don't think. Did Tyrion live? Yes. Cool. Good show. Ten out of ten. He be- I, he be- I, I don't care. I don't he, have any love for the show. He became no, no, and neither do I. But Tyrion, he became a character, caricature of himself, didn't he? Like he was incredibly clever and crafty at first, and as the whole show progressed, he got dumber and dumber and dumber. I know they killed no. Varys, who I liked. So that's a sad. I thing. don't think he got dumber and dumber and dumber. I think the other people around him took his cues and got smarter. And he okay, was right. at that level and he was he was still doing his witty things, but other people were also doing witty things that out eventually outwitted him. Okay. So I don't think I don't think his character got dumber. I think in the last season his character wasn't used. Um so Did the writing get sloppier? Yes. Okay. But or was it just condensed? The the criticism I've heard it was just everything happened too quickly because there wasn't enough episodes. Seasons one to five, the books are out. The writers have a physical um, point of reference. Yeah, all they're doing is reformatting it into script form. Ex- exactly. Right. Cutting out the things that they don't want to put in the show. Yeah. Um, maybe editing how some things happen. Okay. But all in all, they've got their point of reference. Season six, seven, and eight, they were given, this is where the characters are going. This is where they're going to end. Do it. <laughs> okay. With little... Input from George R. R. Martin, the creator. 
So was that deliberate? Did they want him out of the the no, books? Went, the books went done. The books went done. They, so. were, they were ahead of the story, so they had to finish it somehow. Yeah. No, I, under, I understand material, that, yeah. but now that they're splitting, surely you would want to stay on the same path that Martin had planned, right? Well, yes and no, but Martin ultimately didn't know where it was going. Okay. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> in, in ways he had he had endings for characters, but at the same time he didn't know how they were going to get there. So right, he was like giving them like pointers like yeah maybe along this line or something but all in all like think of a giant circle and all the characters whoa are whoa on whoa the- slow down there poindexter how big is the circle giant oh tremendous what even. color is it yellow is it fit? so it's a filled circle it's not like a just it's a bunch of lines with like a white it's filled with the color and does it have a hard edge or is it like a fluffy edge sure like furry where you know the the start of the circle is a little bit Fuzzy, and then as yeah, because not all the characters are going to be able to use that same one. Yeah, sure. Anyway, it's dignity. Um, now <laughs> find the exact center of that circle. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the middle of it. And yeah. uh, now all the characters are around the the outside edge of the circle, and they need to get to the center. Okay, but they can't because there's a wall to the south of the circle. <laughs> Is this correct? No. The walls of the north. And the center is the south yes. pole. Oh god damn! <laughs> Wait, are the good were the good guys in the south or the north of the wall? The good guys south don't of the exist. Wall, where it's warmer. <laughs> Everybody knows it's warmer in the south. Yeah. Sorry, I, I can I have a little. What, what, oh. So, which side were the White Walkers on? The north of the wall or the south of the wall? Very north of the wall. Okay. Where but, it's cold. So what's, south. what's down south? Westeros. The rest of Westeros. So it's south, but more south from there. The Eventually, the North, nah. ocean, the ocean. Yeah, what's so west of Westeros? We'll find S- out in Arya's Easteros <laughs> no? spin-off show. No, Americos. Oh no, west, west of Westeros, <laughs> not Easteros. Essos is east of. Oh, Westeros. sorry, Christmas Ross. Instead of Easteros, it was a. I'm happy with that. Okay, sorry. Circle metaphor. They're trying to get into the middle of the circle. Yeah. So, but. No one's told anyone how to get in there. That's so. George R. R. Martin has said this is the end point in the center. They're all on the outside. Get there. I feel like they should have asked one or two follow up questions of George in that situation. Yes, <laughs> you think, <laughs> but they didn't, and they just they were like, "Oh, okay, let's let's do this then." And some of the characters kind of like Arya, for example. There's this whole plot where she um, is able to kill people and then use their face to assassinate other people. So she's got this like superpower from because the, she's the got god all of the, death. She's got all the faces in her backpack. Yeah, apparently. And she can stick them on and apply all the makeup very quickly. Well, it's the god of death doing magic, but yes, essentially. Um, in the last season, they kind of forget that she can do that. Yeah. Um, or Bran being able to walk into other people, uh, into the past, into the future, into... Fucking anything ever. Wait, I thought Aya killed the Night King. Is that not is that not a fact? Yes, she but she didn't use her death god. Magic. Well, how, how did she do it then? With her stabby, With her stabby knife. ninja magic. Well, that's. I mean, that's she, still okay, no, she's, right? She's a great assassin. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to deny her that. But they forgot that she could just use anyone's face. Okay. And like, I want well, to. Argue, what would you propose that she disguised herself as the Night King's wife? 
And oh, no, she says herself King, as the Night one King. Of, one <laughs> of, that man is an imposter. <laughs> one of the whites. I would suggest one of the whites. They have to be dead. They're undead. So you would assume, right? Possibly, I don't know. Creative writing. Yeah, a little more creative than she flies out of nowhere and is able to kill the Night King. Uh, which, by the way, I actually cheered when that happened. Because there was so much death and destruction already that I was like, this was, this was cool. Up until episode three, I was on board with this season. <laughs> six episode season. Six episodes? Six episodes. Yeah. Only six. Yes. Yeah. There like, were long episodes. I think like about an hour. Oh, they, right? they were all about an hour, but the rest of all the seasons were all about an hour. So, oh, okay. Um, and their, their giant claim <laughs> for this season was every episode will have movie quality. Um, storylines. It like was expensive. A, I remember reading about that. Very expensive, yeah. but there's Lena Headey, literally think, made a million dollars an episode. Cersei. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which also massively underplayed because she was only in five of the six episodes and, and just drank do, wine in those. Didn't scenes. do much. No, she probably for the entire thing maybe half an hour. So who of screen time? And she got a million dollars an episode. Yeah. I need to get her job. Almost everybody dies, don't they? All the um, Lannisters except for Tyrion are dead at the end of it. Uh, yes. The Starks sort of rise to power. Daenerys dies. Yes. Jon Snow, Targaryen. The dra- oh, no, the last dragon picks her body up and flies away. Yep. Where does yeah. the dragon go? To well, dragons to keep. But maybe, nope. maybe west back of to Valerian. I don't know. <laughs> um, but... So in that last episode, Daenerys does this massive talk, like she's literally just burnt an entire city, slaughtered thousands or millions of innocent people. What a bitch. Just so she can be the ruler of said people. Not not really a great start oh, um, nothing, to, be, to begin with. Nothing gets me more in more of a worshipy mood than when my entire family is slaughtered yeah. and killed. That, um, that's when I really start to pray. So like it, it just like... She went from like you've killed my best friend to um, I'm going to murder everyone you know everyone who follows you. Then in one episode you, you're like you're backing her all the way up until season eight episode what was it four like the end of that you're like I really hope she gets the throne. And then Tyrion's there is like if the bells ring don't don't do it like. They've surrendered, the city will be yours, yada, yada, yada. And she agrees to that. Episode five, gets in a dragon, takes out all the um, giant scorpion arrow shooty things to kill the dragons, and then lands on top of the thing. The bells start ringing, the soldiers are throwing down their swords, and then she's like, ah, fuck it, I'm already here on my dragon. (laughs) Let's just burn everyone, why not? And you're like, no, this isn't the Danny that we've been following for literally yeah. seven and a half seasons. Like, your goal was to liberate the people, not fucking kill them. See, even me. What's more liberating than you know liberating people from, from their lives? Well, it, even my like basic knowledge of this though was I assumed everyone thought she was going to turn crazy because of like Cause a lineage. Of, yeah, that's yes, fine. but it happens in twenty minutes, mm. not a fucking season like it should have. Like there could have been so many more like twists and like 
little like jabs. Like Jorah didn't need to die at the hand of the the Night King. He could have survived that, come down, and something else could have happened to him. Oh, Tyrion could have stabbed him in the back. Who knows? What happened in regards to the Hound and the Mountain? It's the only story I really was caring about. Oh, okay. Um, the so Mountain the, he dies. Yeah, but he comes back as a zombie mountain. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, they uh, during the burning of the Red Keep. Um, they meet on a stairwell and have a fight, and then um, when oh, what happens? I think I think the hound stabs him through the eye. Yeah, and then the mountain pulls the sword out or just keeps going, and so the hound is like, oh fuck this, and just tackles him off the side of the red keep, and they both fall into a piling pile of flame, and I assumably both die because you don't see anything else. And the hound hates fire. He does. Yeah. He, he likes chicken. It. And it sounds like he would have rather fall into a pile of chicken. Yes. Yeah. You could all agree that would be better. So all in all, I think I am disappointed in the in the way that the writers kind of quick traveled the entire last two seasons. Well, do you want the good news or the bad news? But, well, the good news is that it's over and we don't have to worry about it anymore. And the better news is that these two guys that Head wrote and produced the show are now in charge of Star Wars. So, oh really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Which the fans are also petitioning to remove them from that. But, you know, good luck. <laughs> I mean, they only made a hundred billion dollars with their series. I'm sure they'll be removed by Disney. The difference <laughs> between Star Wars and Game of Thrones was Star Wars has already it's, sucked. It, it's never had a book series to adapt from. No, in know? fact, there were books adapted from the films. Mm. Yes, exactly. In, in, a, in a real expanded universe that. Disney said no, thank you. They kept some of it. Yeah, very some asterisk three of it. Yeah. So I I think going forward they they are good writers. They did have good elements, and I th- I think they could do a great job with Star Wars because of how it's structured. Yeah. You know? Any so any any show that has fans that are as dedicated as Game of Thrones fans are, and that love a, a project as much. Yeah. You can never satisfy everybody oh, no, with an end. You can never conclude it in such a way that everybody ends up satisfied. Somebody's going to be disappointed no. because either their favorite character didn't win or was killed off early, or yep. there'll be some other criticism. But from what I've read so far, and Ryan George does a brilliant pitch meeting for uh, for season eight as well, just pointing out all the all the yeah the the, the lazy writing really. That's mm. uh, that's the that's the. The one thing that all the criticisms have in common is that people feel like it was rushed. Yes. And it should not have been. They were told they could have as much time as they needed and they said, we've got the time, we've done it, let's go. And they've also got enough enough money to, yeah. to do whatever they want. I, oath. I don't think HBO was going to you know, start pinching pennies no. <laughs> on, this, uh, on this franchise. No. And one of the directors, um, oh, when was it? It was like season... Well, it was season eight, episode four, or something, and they're leaving the north. And John's direwolf ghost is there, and he kind of just looks at the at the wolf and then walks off. Everyone was up in arms, like, "Why didn't he say goodbye to ghosts? Like, this is an outrage!" Rah, rah, rah. And the director said it was budget constraints because of CGI. There you go. Fucking budget constraint. The episode before, there was two people riding around on fucking dragons with an army of undead people. Well, yeah, you've got a CGI budget and you've got a, you know, dragons are very expensive. (laughs) 
a two-second head Limit. scratch to a wolf. <laughs> Budget constraints. Yeah, money's not unlimited. Come yes. on, we've got. Oh, <laughs> they could have yeah. just cut to him like scratching the top of like a toy, yeah. like just like just like a plush. It'd have been great. Just like a rug. Yeah, just, yeah. just, a, white just rug. a white rug. <laughs> <laughs> just edit some uh, purrs underneath it. Yeah, so, yeah a little <laughs> bit of creative license. Yeah, yeah. Fine. The more I talk about it, the more angry I'm getting. But overall, I was happy with how it ended because now it's okay. over and I don't have to stress about what else is going to happen. Well, good. So, all in all, fine. season <laughs> one to six was pretty good. One to seven, isn't it? Isn't it season eight? So season seven and eight were pretty... Oh, okay. I mean, season six, I think George is kind of halfway through the book or whatever, so he could give them more. Mm. But after that, it was... Just a write-off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that that's Game of Thrones for me. Well... I am talking about Upstate Story. New York? Oh. Upsta- I, oh I, I kind of assumed it was in Upstate New York. Who right. knows? Upstate Canada. It was definitely not in Canada. Did either... I know, Alex, you didn't get to. Andrew, did you get to watch it in the end? I had every intention to and I ran out of time. I do apologise. You have failed me. No. I, I will watch it later today, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not ready for, uh, for the talk right now. So, Upstate Story, I don't want to go too deeply into it because it's about an hour long so it'd be very easy to spoil everything this is not the kind of film that has a, a lot of twists in it. it's really just you are following one character i want to oh, i'm terrible with names i think it was ellis from beginning to end and the entire story is just him narrating um, what is it about about a week and a half of this guy's life and it's um pretty sad character he's working in a dead-end job every day is him Waking up, going to the job. He works as a house cleaner with oh. a couple of other guys. Oh, so Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> I've not seen that. Oh, don't. It's crap. Yeah, I never <laughs> <laughs> Um, And pretty much it's this guy regrets a couple of the choices that he made in his life that put him in there. He's um, lost a girlfriend. He's kind of detached from part of his family. He gets along Sorry. with- Lost a girlfriend, as in she died. No, or? no, as in like they broke up. But yeah, so he went. He went to a restaurant and went to the bathroom, came out, and she was gone. <laughs> oh no! Mamma <laughs> mia! I did it again. <laughs> um, oh, this happens every time. <laughs> and yeah, so he's just stuck in this dead end job. You, you start with him going to the bottle shop to buy himself a bottle of rum because he drinks every Sunday night because it's the one night where he's not seeing any family, but also. You know, it's his day off that he gets away because yeah, I think anyway. So you spend Monday to Friday with him, got this terrible job, and he's got these ambitions to not just saying amazingly great, but he just wants to get out of this one job. So he's like applying for like grocery stores and all that, just trying to kind of break out of the mold that he's in. And as like a little bit of happiness spark up in his life, and like his ex comes back into it just to remove some of the items from their house so she can take some stuff back, and it kind of just pegs him back down. But it was just, it was honestly just a simple character story of a guy just you know going through the motions of everyday life um and you see like these sparks of happiness when he's around like i I couldn't tell if they were like younger siblings of his or maybe like cousins or something but like particularly young members of the family because when he spends time with them like playing with the lego and stuff it kind of just reminds of back when he had very little responsibility and was a lot more free and a lot more happy and then you obviously cut back to how he is today living by himself getting drunk every weekend and just trying to get out of one dead-end job into effectively another dead-end job as well. And yeah, so it was directed and written and starring Sean Rose. There was about maybe 10 cast members in it, so it was very small. Like is, he a, is he a bus driver in any of those jobs? No, so... Oh, then I'm not interested. Not interested? You're out? 
Um, I'll put the the link um to the to the movie on the um in the description of the. Oh, so it's it's freely available. Yeah, just on YouTube. Oh, very good. It came out last year, and honestly, it wasn't bad. Like I said, it's about an hour and hour five, hour six, and like that. Like it's pretty easy to watch. Um, it is filmed entirely in black and white as well, That's so it kind of really helps to set the mood. Like he has a color camera, he could have filmed it in color. Like this was an actual choice that he made. It wasn't just a budgetary thing. Is it is it done as a noir style narration as well? It's not noir in the sense of like mysterious narration or something like that. It's very matter of fact. Like okay, you know, this is my life. Blah. Like the character never pitches it in a way that you like feel sorry for me because of this. It's just right. like. Just a guy who's completely oblivious to the outside world talking about his life, and you're just going to naturally feel sorry for him because everything is terrible. So more like a journal, yes, where he's just documenting everything. Yep, pretty much. Okay, but yeah, it's like a, like a whole lot of stuff does not happen in this film. Like I said, you're just so focused on it. It's a pretty realistic story in that sense. So if you're after any like big character changes or huge plot element hooks to come in and grab you, not for you. But if you're interested in just kind of just stepping into a pretty realistic life of someone for an hour, it's a good pick for it. That's all we want. Yeah. All, all we want are good stories. Like you couldn't do – an hour was a good time for this. You, I mean, hour and a half, yes, but if you went full, like full, full, like two-hour feature, you would be pretty drained by the end of it, I think, just because – Focused you, on one character the whole time. Yeah. yeah. and No you one's going to have that much emotion. Yeah, you, you just – I think you get – for me, I would get frustrated – because I'd be like, okay, now is time to do something, to change, to push yourself forward, to make that next step. An yeah. hour is enough time to see someone do nothing. <laughs> well, no, he does. He does make attempts, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't succeed within the film. An hour is a good amount of time to see someone fail, but two hours of constant failure would probably irk me a bit too much. So yeah, that's fair. Upstate story. Cool. So that was a variety hour. The prequel to Uptown Funk. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, you when are. he finds his when he finds his tap shoes. And he mm. finds his calling in life. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that actually. <laughs> you got Alex too far on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not meant to happen that way. And then he goes downtown. I mean, yeah, sure. Downtown. I'm going to hit the outro music, but first. Downtown. Socials. Uh, Facebook.com slash second day. <laughs> you did it. I'm so proud. Yeah. What an enthusiasm. <laughs> or you can go to our Twitter. No. If you can. In the Fuka. You cannot go to our Twitter. I, they can only go to their Twitter through me. Okay, I'm sorry. If you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And we have an Instagram as well, at Second Take Podcast. Or email us at Second Take Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Independent filmmakers, do reach out to us, please. We'd on love Instagram to only. Yeah, Seb will watch anything. Yeah, literally, don't reach out to us on Instagram. <laughs> Even on our Twitter, I've been going, hey, if you've got shit, come to our Facebook and tell me about it because I'm never here to see it. Um, so do yeah, grab us on Facebook and just send us a send our page. Uh, uh, yeah, slide into our DMs if you will. Ooh. Yeah, and um, website the most important part of all because that's where the podcast comes from. SecondTakePodcast.com. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. We did we it. did a thing. Now I've queued up an outro and haven't tested which one it is, so I hope it's not for the main show. Good luck, everyone. It's a surprise for everybody. This sounds fine. Isn't that the regular one? Yeah, probably. I love this bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.